everyone and welcome back to our golden 20s podcast my name is tegan and i'm joined with my co-host sadie hi and we have such a fun episode for everyone this week we are basically following our horoscopes and reporting on what we discovered throughout the week Mm. and we're both into astrology definitely not experts but Mm -hmm. we take it seriously we're passionate about it and yeah I feel like this will be a great episode yeah I'm excited for this episode I feel it's something we haven't done before like we've never done little experiment thing usually it's just like these are all of our thoughts and feelings but this was required a little bit of homework which was fun and like Tegan said I love astrology. We both do. And I feel it's something we don't talk about that much, but I also do think it is something that not everybody resonates with. So I also wanted just to say like, if you're super into astrology, like amazing, great. Tegan and I are kind of beginners here. So we might be saying things that we just like read from, you know, whatever websites we were following that we'll share with you guys, but we're definitely not experts. We're learning as we go. And if you're not into astrology and you're like, eh, I'll give this episode like five seconds and decide if I want to move on or not. I think it's just like you said, Tag, a really great tool for self-discovery and self-awareness. But what I really love about astrology is sometimes it just provides validation and it, it kind of like summarizes all of the thoughts and feelings I'm having in a really like concise way without me being able to pinpoint, you know, what it is I'm feeling or what it is I'm thinking about. And I feel like through my experience that I'm definitely going to dive like super deep into from the past week, you'll see exactly what I mean by that. So like I said, if you're not into astrology, I hope you continue to listen and have an open mind because I feel like it's just one of those things that you need to kind of experience to be like, huh, maybe there is something there. Yeah, definitely. So I think before we jump into the astrology stuff and how our weeks went, we should do a Tuesday 10 because we haven't done one in a while. And if you're a new listener, basically we share 10 things that we're loving right now. Yeah, sounds good. Let's kick it off. I can kick it off actually. Some of my, my things are kind of random, but they always are. And I guess I'll start it with not really a thing, but just more of a local Toronto experience. And that is the Second City show Mission Totally Possible. So Second City is like a comedy club here in Toronto. I think there's a few locations throughout the US. They have like training centers and stuff, um, but also put on like actual sketch comedy shows. And it was my first time going to Second City and I absolutely loved it. I felt very like mad TV vibes, like kind of SNL, but like the Toronto version of it. And I just had so much fun. So I just wanted to put that on your guys' radar, especially if you are in Toronto and you're looking for something fun to do this summer. I say, check it out. I feel it'd be a really great date night. It's a good like thing to do with your family if they come to town. Like obviously it's like comedy. So there's like 
maybe some inappropriate jokes to see with your family, but I still feel like you could see it with your family. You can see it with your friends. Like I went with my cousin who came to visit for the weekend and it was just so much fun. So just something to switch things up and kick off the Tuesday 10 list strong. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. The next thing on my list is a skincare product, a little bit more on brand for me. Um, And I've been dying to try Nude Sticks skincare, but I didn't really know what to try or like where to start. But I was at my Sephora like across the street from me. And I was like, do you guys have the Nude Sticks skin? She's like, no, but we do have this little tester set. So when the tester set came, I think the makeup melting cleanser or something like that, a peel thing. And then what I've been loving from the set is the citrusy mask and daily moisturizer. It is so moisturizing. I feel like I actually do have very dry skin, which I'm going through like the motions of trying to figure out what my skin type is, but I have landed that it does seem to be dry even through the summer months. So I've been loving this. You honestly just need literally the size of a dime. Like the first time I put way too much on and it was like down my neck, down my chest. I was like rubbing it into my arms. I was like, okay, this stuff, I put way too much. So you need a very, very small amount, which is perfect. It'll make my tester tube last forever but it smells so good. It feels so good. And I've just been loving it. So wanted to put it on the list. The next thing is a little niche, but if you are a sweaty gal like me, you might appreciate this. (laughs) It's been extremely humid in Toronto the past few weeks. And I feel going into August, those heat waves just continue more consistently. So when you're a sweaty girl, you need a deodorant you can count on. And I feel like I've been on a mission to find a good deodorant because all the deodorants I use either aren't super long lasting, or I feel like they just kind of like, I want to say like the word pill under my arms, like, you know, and might get on my clothes and just little pieces of deodorant are like falling off of me. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, does this not happen to everybody? Why is this happening? Like what the heck? But anyways, I just recently tried secret brands gel deodorant. It's a clear gel. And I I've meant to grab, if there was like a specific name, it said something like mineral balance or something, gel deodorant. And it is working so fantastic. There's no like pillingness, like pillingness because there's nothing really to pill since it's just a gel and like instantly dries. And I put it to the test during one of our crazy heat weaves here in Toronto and it lasted all day. I felt really fresh and amazing. So I was like, This is also going on the Tuesday 10 list because I'm impressed and I've been searching for this. So wanted to put that out there so we can all end the summer and on our best foot when it comes to deodorant. Next on my list is a store that I've mentioned that I love shopping at, but I've recently been in there a few times the past few weeks and just reaffirms how much I love it. And it is the latest scoop. It is a Canadian company, I believe from Vancouver. However, they do have some locations here in Toronto now. The one on Queen West and then there's another one on Ossington are super nice. They're both like really big. There is one in the Ean Center as well, a little smaller, but still has all the same great stuff. There's 
clothing in there. There's home stuff, jewelry, accessories. They really have it all. And they also have like basics as well as like fashion forward pieces. So I just have every time I go there, I'm like, I could buy this entire store. And the last time I was there, they started getting in some fall stuff. And I was getting so excited. I was like, oh my God, I want to buy these jeans. I want to buy this pan. I want to buy this coat. Like, oh my God, I just wanted to buy it all. So I'm just saving up for when I can do a big fall haul. But the latest scoop will be definitely one of my first stops because I love their stuff so much. Love it. And last on my list is my go-to Starbucks drink these days, which I don't think I've mentioned, but it is the peach green tea lemonade. I feel maybe it's a basic order, but I am a basic girl. (laughs) (laughs) So I love it. It is so refreshing. I feel the green tea gives you a nice little caffeine boost without just relying on iced coffee all the time. Yeah. So you can definitely catch me drinking this multiple times a week, typically in a venti size because it's just that good and so, so like refreshing. Yeah. But anyways, those are my five things. Tag, I'll pass it over to you to finish our list of 10. Perfect. So the first thing that was on my list of I guess things I'm loving is the TV show Better Call Saul, which by the time this episode's live, there will only be two episodes left in the whole series, which is so sad, but also like so exciting because it's coming to an end, but it is just crazy good. Like so, so good. The characters in it, there's a particular character named Kim, who's just like one of the best, like, characters I've ever seen in TV. She's so interesting and it's just been great. And I feel like you don't even have had to watch Breaking Bad to fully get it, even though like it is a prequel to that. It's just crazy good. And the hype I feel every Monday night, it's crazy. Like there are episodes I watch where I like gasp and have to cover my mouth because I'm going to scream. That's how hyped I get. (laughs) So, oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah, and it's I've been seeing so much on social about yeah, it. Yeah, cuz it's getting crazy and yeah, it's got a deal with Netflix, so I'm pretty sure all the episodes will go on Netflix within like a short amount of time of it coming out. So, I wanted to mention that because I'm obsessed with it. The next mm-hmm. thing on my list is actually the first video game that I've ever purchased, which is the game Stray. Mm. And it's also blowing up on social. I kept seeing it on TikTok, which is why I ended up buying it. And basically, you play as a stray cat in like an abandoned futuristic city. And you just wander around as a cat and solve puzzles and stuff like that. And it was so good. Like, I I beat it. I played it, I think, over like three or four days. And it was just so good. You get to meow. You have like a meow dedicated button (laughs) and you can run, you can claw things, you can like purr and it was just great. Like it's actually so like detailed and heartwarming, but the basis of it Mm. is that you're just like a small cat. I feel like it's like a first person cat version of Nintendogs. Yeah, it's very, there are some moments where it's like intense, which were the moments that I was not good at because it's like things are chasing you or you have to shoot things or run. And I was like, all I can do is walk around. It took me 30 minutes to figure out how to run as the cat. 
the first 30 minutes, I was just strut my stuff. So that's so funny. I miss video games, man. Like I really should get back into it. The thing is they're like obsessive to me, you know, like once I start, I can't stop. Like I can't sleep kind of thing. So it's a fine line for me, but I don't even have like any modern gaming consoles anymore. I thought about getting a switch. What is straight on? I played it on my PlayStation, but I know it's also like you can get it on the computer. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. But it was so I thought of getting a Switch, but they're just so pricey. I know. hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So fun. I love that. It was really good. And I liked it because, like, obviously, I know nothing about video games. This is, like, the first video game, really, that I've actively played. And it kind of was, like, dumbed down for me. Like, if you're stuck, Mm. it helps you. Which I appreciated. Mm. It wasn't because that's, I find some of the problem with video games is that there's like video game rules that you only know if like you play video games. And I was just like, I don't know the rules. So it kind of explained that. So yeah, it was a good one. So fun. Yeah. Next on my list is the movie Elvis because I just thought it was so good. And. Mm I went to see it twice and Austin Butler was amazing and like the music was so good. The costumes, it was just like a perfect like summer movie. So I wanted to mention that. And I need to see it. Yeah, it was, I don't know. It's long. I didn't realize how long it was. It's like almost three hours long. I thought, cause I was just having too much fun. I didn't even realize, but yeah, I especially love Baz Luhrmann, like all of his movies Moulin Rouge and Romeo and Juliet and The Great Gatsby. Like, if you like any of his other movies, you'll probably like it. But he just nails things like the costuming in every single movie is so perfect. And Mm. yeah, it was just great. And I love Elvis. So that also helped. Yeah. The next thing on my list is my platform Croc sandals, which... Uh, They're made by Crocs, but they do not look like traditional Crocs. They just look like normal platform sandals, but they are so comfortable. I literally feel like I could sprint in them. I wear them like every time I go out because I was always stuck in like either having fancy heels or like Birkenstocks and I needed like a middle ground. Mm. So I actually picked up my pair when I was in Hawaii because I was like, I want something to wear with my like resort dresses but that's not going to be high heels because that's crazy to try and walk in high heels like on a sandy beach. And so they're like the perfect middle ground. And I've worn them to like concerts where I've stood up the whole show and I've had no blisters and they're just great. And the last thing on my list is something that I feel like everyone has at this point, but I'm still going to mention it. And it's the Lululemon belt bag because it, like my Crocs, is perfect for summer so easy to throw on, goes with every single outfit, fits everything I need, and it's just so easy. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm curious if, like, yeah, I'm curious if you listening, like, if the Lululemon belt bag is everywhere in your city as well, or if it's, like, a Toronto girly thing, because yeah. it's, like, literally every Toronto girl has it. It's insane. Yeah. Like, different, like, styles of it different colors whatever but it's just like oh my gosh like everyone has it I can't yeah yeah, I can't think of the last time where it's been like everyone literally 
is wearing the exact same thing mm-hmm. on the subway right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so nuts. But I feel like it's like a worldwide thing, but maybe not. I don't know. I'm yeah, curious. I don't know. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go, guys. If you were looking for a new TV show to watch, a movie to see, mm-hmm. video games, new skincare, your next Starbucks order, we got you yeah. covered. I hope you guys enjoyed our TC10. <laughs> Great. So I guess we can go straight into like our horoscopes and how we, you know, followed them this week. What do you think is the best way to do this? Like, should we go like day by day or like you go through your week? What do you think? Um, I don't know. Maybe if we do the whole week at once, like I feel like at least for mine, there's quite a few like reoccurring like themes Mm. kind of things. So it might just be easier if like once I get going, just keep it going. I don't know. Sure. Well, why don't you kick us off then? Okay. Sounds good. So actually maybe before we jump into ours, I wanted to also read this Instagram post I found. So when we started doing this, it was the very beginning of Leo season. And we are currently in Leo season still until we go into, I believe, Virgo's next at the end-ish of August. So I wanted to just read this post I found from Sisters Village, which is a huge astrology Instagram account or social media account, definitely go check it out. I just find her post so, I don't know, wholesome, I guess. Mm. But this says Leo season, August or sorry, July 23rd to August 24th. Open your heart. Romanticize everything in your life, all the self-love and self-appreciation. Do things that light you up. Tap into your inner child. Have fun. Be creative just because be vulnerable, be brave, surround yourself with bright people and bright colors, put your all into something you're passionate about, express yourself, be proud of all that you are and all that you have achieved. Shine like the sun, wear your heart on your sleeve, be raw and real, take action on your goals, express yourself authentically, laugh until your belly hurts, hold gratitude, main character energy, connect to your heart, outwards energy. I feel like those are just some like ways to like set the scene for Leo season. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like so cute, so wholesome. And I was like, this is the vibes for the next month. This is the energy I'm cultivating. (laughs) But anyways, just wanted to share that with you guys because I feel like we kind of talk a little bit about Leo season in our horoscopes. So that's kind of the whole energy of Leo season. But to dive a little bit deeper into my week, I feel like I have a lot of detail here, but I'll try to like keep things somewhat concise. Otherwise, I could probably talk about this forever. (laughs) But I followed an account that I always follow, which is Scorpio Mystique. And she also does have a broader app and website called Know the Zodiac, which includes all signs. But the writer herself is a Scorpio and she's just like embodies Scorpio to a T and she's just so in tune and intuitive and her Scorpio specific account. Like I just, I actually heard about it from a girl I went to Bali with 
and she was like, oh, you're a Scorpio. You need to follow this Instagram mm. account. And ever since, I literally read it. Like she posts every day and I do typically read them every day. Yeah. Sometimes they resonate, sometimes they don't, but it's the either weekly or monthly ones that I'm just like, ooh, so, so good. Yeah. So that was kind of my source of truth for this week-long experiment. And like I said, we started this right at the beginning of Leo season, which as a Scorpio, that activates my sector of career and reputation. So all of that being said, I feel like maybe, where should I start? I'll start maybe just by a quick overview of Leo season for me and what my horoscope said. So it said that I've been shedding limiting beliefs that have to do with my self-worth and value, and I've been extremely tough on myself. However, Leo season is all about celebrating and thriving. For this week specifically, it said to treat myself like my ultimate best friend, and it said that I'm being encouraged to take time to assess everything I've manifested in my life since the beginning of the year. So this was a little snippet from my week overview, and it said, even if you're not as far along as you thought you'd be, the final week of July, which is when I was doing this experiment, will remind you that the universe operates on divine timing. This week's energy is about putting yourself first and feeling happy doing so. No more overly sacrificing your needs for other people's comfort. What do you need? Sorry, what do you need to feel most at ease in this dream life you're creating? Make time to really reflect on this and start readjusting your priorities so that your needs are being met. So that's just kind of a high-level overview of what Leo season is going to look like for me mm-hmm. and as a Scorpio, and then also kind of just snippets from the weekly overview. However, we started this ex- experiment, which you call it <laughs> that. I don't know if that's the best word, but I love it. It makes me feel like... I don't know, like we're in like a movie or something like documenting our experience. But (laughs) (laughs) anyways, we started this over a weekend and Mm -hmm. for the weekend, my horoscope said to get outside and play in the sun in brackets, it said, or surround yourself with heat. Mm. And I found that kind of funny because it was like literally 43, 44 degrees in Toronto that weekend. It was so, so hot (laughs) and I was definitely surrounded by heat. This is when my deodorant test was coming into play. Like it was just so hot. And I was out and about downtown with my cousin who came to the city to visit. Um, And we were just out doing a whole bunch of things. That's when we went to the comedy show. We went out shopping. So I was definitely outside playing in the sun all weekend I also just wanted to call out, I feel like if you're listening to this episode and you're into astrology, you might also find this interesting, but we stopped into a store on Queen West called Happy Soul, Mm. and I picked up my first crystals, which I am excited about. My cousin's very into that, so she was kind of just like sort of explaining things to me, and I was like, you know what? We're in here anyway, so... and the crystals were kind of cheap. So I picked up two crystals and they also had a book called Moonology, which has been on my list forever, but I just kept forgetting about it. And I never actually like actively started to look for it, Mm. but it happened to be in this store. And essentially what it is, is all about moon manifestation. So using the phases of the moon to manifest things in your life. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a second when I start to talk about the new moon. Mm. However, I'm so excited to read this book. One of my friends read it 
she absolutely loved it and she was like manifesting in her, things in her life because of it mm. and recommended it to me. So I just couldn't believe they had it and I'm just so excited about it. So I'll keep you guys posted on yeah. that and maybe have a whole other episode once I read and also have my experience with crystals. So yeah, anyways, all of that is to say after being out and about over the weekend, picking up my crystals and whatnot, I felt so fulfilled and content starting a new week. So that was kind of the weekend vibes. As the new week started, my horoscope said that this season is all about aligning my long-term goals with my current career intentions and believing I can have anything I want. With the moon in cancer, my horoscope encouraged me to tap into repressed emotions with the prompt, what do you have to face within yourself to feel lighter and less internal pressure? So lots to unpack here, but this really resonated for me. I feel like the week before we started doing this and before I started like reading my horoscope every day, I was having some like huge epiphanies at work mm -hmm. and I feel one of those epiphanies was that the pandemic has totally killed my ambition. Mm. And I feel like that's maybe a bold statement, but pre-pandemic, I was someone who always had a career goal. Yeah. I always had a plan on how I was going to achieve that goal. And ever since the pandemic hit, I basically released control over my entire career because I was like, we're just floating through time. Like companies are figuring yeah. this out. Us as employees are figuring this out. And I just lost all of my ambition. So that was a huge epiphany that I had. I also feel like the other epiphany I had was how work from home makes it just so hard to start a new role or yep. to start at a new company yep. because it's so isolating and it's hard to be engaged and connect with people at work. And I think being engaged and connecting with people, building relationships is such a big part of advancing your career. Like people need to know what you're actually working on and you need to be, you know, presenting your work and stuff. And I just don't feel that same drive working yeah. from home as I did in the office. So lots of big epiphanies happening, especially on the career front. So mm -hmm. again, just going back to how I opened this episode by saying, I love my horoscope because it's so validating for me, yeah. reading it to be like, you need to align on your long-term goals and like, look at your current career intentions. Like, all of this was just be like, this is why I'm thinking of this. Like, this yeah. is so validating. And, you know, it was just really, I don't know, comforting to be like, it's all in the stars kind of thing. Yeah. I also love the prompt that I asked at the end, which was, what do you have to face within yourself to feel lighter and less internal pressure? For me, I think I've mentioned this a few times on the podcast so far this year, but ever since I started therapy in January – compassion has kind of been an underlying theme or intention mm -hmm. for me this year. Yeah. And that's what really came to mind when I was answering that prompt. So I just found it interesting to apply that same compassion intention to my career and my lack of ambition and just knowing that I'm sure I'm going to figure it out as we go kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Take, I've been talking forever. Maybe we should jump over to you if you want to tell us about your weekend and start to your week. Sure. Well, I followed the... See, I don't even know what the difference is between what you're following and what I'm following, but I get a weekly newsletter from the Cosmic Latte, which is 
they're like moon transits. So it's something Mm. to do with astrology, but it's very specific to like the positioning of the moon only. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So I'm going to preface by saying that, that that is what I have been following because I'm the kind of person who I always read my horoscopes, but then it's like, okay, whatever. Like it never resonated with me until I started following the moon transits. And then for some reason it really resonated with me. So I don't know what that's about, but yeah, I might have to lend you my moonology book. Yes, exactly. Um, And I just really (laughs) like the way that like the cosmic latte explains it all. I actually pay for her newsletter Mm -hmm. and yeah. And fun fact, the cosmic latte is actually, in case people don't know, that's the average color of the universe. And it's like a latte color in case anyone was like, what the heck is the cosmic latte? That's like the actual, what that means. Anyways, so I've been subscribed to her newsletter and trying to follow it. And so last weekend, the moon was in Gemini, which is what I am. I don't know if that means anything, but I'm a Gemini. The moon was in Gemini. (laughs) And in her newsletter, she was encouraging everyone to like create, write, read, Go on hot girl walks, collaborative projects, social plans, um, learning something new, deep conversations, journaling, monotasking, reducing screen time. And so I did my best. I saw some friends and then I went out and visited my parents, was purposely off my phone trying to keep things low key. I purposely went for a really long walk with my mom and we had you know, conversations like she was kind of talking about in the newsletter and it was great. Like I was like, this is, you know, a great weekend. And Mm. by the time Monday came around, she said that after a mentally and physically busy weekend, the restlessness of the Gemini moon dissolves and gives way to this evening's instinct need for peace and quiet. Take inventory of your energy, remove all unnecessary external stimuli, create a cocoon, a vacuum, a safe space, reserve your energy and recharge your battery. Otherwise, prepare for moodiness. And so my Monday I had pretty packed, but because of this and our experiment, I canceled a bunch of stuff. So I was supposed to go to a webinar. I didn't go to the webinar because of this. I purposely stayed home got like some junk food. This was the day I bought my video game because I was like, okay, perfect. I'm going to sit on the couch, play my video game, watch Better Call Saul. And it was great. And I was very glad that I canceled the webinar. It was the kind of thing that like, I don't think I would have regretted going, but not going. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is so much better. This is really what I need right now. And so I did appreciate that. And then for Tuesday and Wednesday, it became a cancer moon. And this was still during cancer season. And Mercury and Venus were also in cancer. So she said, how special, how crabby, which I don't know what that means. But I was like, (laughs) yeah, girl, you're right. And so she said, nostalgia and sentimentality are at an all-time high right now, which I was really feeling. And... I just tried to follow exactly what she was saying, like spending time outside. And she was like, don't, you know, clash with egos because you're going to be feeling crabby. 
And so I leaned into the nostalgia I was feeling. I spent some time outside for a meeting and I was feeling like crabby and grouchy and stressed, but then chatting with people IRL outside with like being aware of egos was great. Made me feel way better. Mm. And I also tried to make a point of cleaning and getting organized because of the new moon coming because the new moon I believe is Thursday. Mm-hmm. So yeah, July 28th. Yes. So I also have been trying to like get prep for that and just be aware of like, it would be nice to go into a new moon with a clean house. And so yeah. Yeah, that's also been good. So that was like the first half of my yeah. week. Yeah. Amazing. I feel like the new moon is a great spot to pause for a second. And I know we've talked so much about the moon already, moon phases, and that both of us being like, we're learning as we go. But I do have some things on the new moon I want to mm. share with you guys, especially if you're new to astrology, because I think it does become part of the second half of our week. Yeah. But the new moon happens every 29 days or so. So it is like about once a month. And it's when the sun and moon meet at the exact point in the sky. And in astrology, well, it's the start of the lunar cycle. And therefore, it represents new beginnings, especially in astrology. Mm -hmm. Like Tegan was saying, like it's a great time to clear things out, start over, fresh beginnings. But it's also the perfect time to set intentions and manifest. So and that whole new beginning idea. It's a great time to plant the seed for something in your life. And I think I've maybe shared this in a past episode before, but I haven't done a lot of like manifesting in my life, Mm -hmm. at least not intentional manifesting. Lots of like journal things that I reflect on years later. And I was like, wow, that actually (laughs) came to be like, I didn't even realize, but I did Last year, I want to say maybe in August, I read my horoscope when I was just kind of going through it and it was like, it's a new moon this week, right? Like your intentions and mm-hmm. manifest where you want yourself to be in yeah. w- whatever point in time. And I literally wrote about my career. I wrote like basically the exact job and salary that I currently have. And I essentially, I feel like manifested this job that later came to life and I ended up accepting in Mm -hmm. the fall when I had wrote that new moon manifestation slash intention back in the spring. So it was my first time being like, wow, I actively manifested that. Mm -hmm. Like that's pretty nuts. My role is like brand new. Like I had like it was new for the company. Like, I don't know. It just felt so crazy. It hasn't necessarily panned out the way I thought it would, but that is okay. (laughs) (laughs) We are figuring it out. But I think that takes me to the last half of my week. And it said, my horoscope said, the new moon is the spark of fire and momentum you needed to think of your career and your passions from a new perspective. It said that due to Jupiter retrograde starting the same day, it recommends even if you're motivated to take great leaps forward, the best thing you can do is focus on completing key passion projects from the start of 2022 or even those you began in 2021 that have to be wrapped up. Set new moon intentions that are tied to your destiny, tuning into your your younger self's dreams and seeing which ones you can still actualize. Mm. 
So I found this interesting for this new moon. I haven't really done new moon intentions since that time last year, but since I'm kind of in this spot of what are my career aspirations and goals Mm -hmm. and what am I passionate about? Like, what do I want to do? What is next for me? I feel like this is a great time to sit down and maybe do that manifestation exercise again, or at least journal through it. So what came to me or came to mind initially was that this year has really been my year of wellness. And I feel like that's my passion project for 2022. And I've been so focused on just my well-being Mm. and I'm not really letting my career confusion stress me out because I just know I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And in the past, I feel like I would always be so obsessed with it and be like, well, what is next? What's the plan? But right now I'm just like, honestly, I'm just focused on taking care of myself Mm -hmm. and living an overall wellness and inspired lifestyle. So that's kind of been interesting and I feel did kind of tie into what my horoscope said. So for the time being, I'm just kind of happy to have a paycheck and stability while I figure Mm -hmm. it out. And to be honest, I'm just focused on my life outside of work. And when it comes to my year of wellness and the things I've been doing this summer, it's really just focusing on things that feed my soul. However, I do think it's interesting to think of my younger self's dreams as a prompt while I figure out what's next for me, Mm -hmm. because I do feel like I haven't really had any big goal setting sessions since I turned 25, which was almost two years ago now Mm -hmm. in the pandemic. So I don't know. I just think, you know, thinking back to what younger Sadie envisioned for her life and then writing it in a way to manifest all those things to come true is just an interesting prompt. So Yeah. yeah. And then to end the week, um, we're recording this ahead of the final weekend. So the final weekend of our experiment, I mean, not the final weekend (laughs) period. But anyways, the upcoming weekend, the moon shifts to Virgo. And this is an ideal time for grounding yourself in nature, quieting your mind and filling your body with nutritious food, water and juice. And I found this so funny because I'm actually heading to my parents' place, which is in cottage country, Mm. and I'll be there starting the weekend and all through next week. And that is it 100%. They live in the country, literally in the middle of nowhere. So it is very much grounding myself in nature and quieting my mind because it's like such a change of pace from Mm. my life in the city. But also I love the part that says fill your body with nutritious food and water and juice because when I'm home and my mom is cooking, Mm -hmm. I eat so much food. Like I'm just (laughs) constantly eating, constantly snacking. My mom's like, what is wrong with you? Like do not eat when you're in Toronto. And I'm like, I don't know why. I just feel the need to eat here. So I just found it funny that that was mentioned in the horoscope as well. But that is my the end to my week. I will pass it back over to you, Tag, to finish your week. Love it. Yeah. I mean, Thursday, the new moon, beginning of the new cycle and, you know, new chapter. I'm excited for that. I purposely don't really have anything planned for the Thursday so that I can just be like, okay, let's figure out what's happening and let's get our shit together. So yeah, I'm excited. Like it's very much a fresh start and I'm grateful for that. 
Now, my Friday to Saturday horoscope, I was just like so hyped about. It said, be dramatic, be bold, be expressive. It's not your job to always cheer others up. And I just really love that because I find that sometimes I get stuck being like the people pleaser or the person who wants to say yes. And it makes it so that a lot of times I'm not enjoying myself because I'm too focused on trying to make sure things are going well for other people, which obviously like that's good. You can't be selfish all the time. But just to see that, I was like, yes, here we go. Like I'm ready to be wild and a little selfish and to just like have a good weekend for myself. So I'm very hyped about that. It's it's the permission you didn't even know you needed. Exactly. Yeah. And then, so that's Friday, Saturday. And then Sunday, the moon is in Virgo, which I'm like, this is perfect because Virgo is all about, you know, cleaning, organizing, planning. It's like the perfect place for the moon to be on a Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. So I'm just ready to be like relaxing, organizing after I go wild. On Friday and Saturday. Sunday, I return. <laughs> when you're hungover. Yep. And I'm just going to get prepped for a week, come up with the plan. And yeah, I'm pretty excited yeah. about it. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. Do you find your week was like validating in ways that it wouldn't have been had you not been reading your horoscope? Yeah. Well, I feel like we can maybe touch on like the th- what we learned from this experiment and I don't know if it changed your perspectives on horoscopes, but at least for me, what I noticed is what I take away from horoscopes. It's always positive things. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like that's maybe a key to the kind of things that you should be reading. Like I've, we went to see an astrologer like years ago and she said like, you should never believe a horoscope. That's like, do not drive your car today. Because she's like, that's not what, like, that's just clearly made up nonsense. Like, no one would say anything like that who actually respected, uh, like, the art of this. And so I kind of listen to that and I pick apart the things that I want to do or that I think would improve my life. And it almost gives me, like, Mm -hmm. permission to do so. I mean, although I guess with the Monday canceling a webinar... On paper, I should have just attended it because like, why not? More knowledge. But it was like, I was tired. And so my mm-hmm. by reading my horoscope, it gave me permission to not be the perfectionist in that moment and to just relax and take care of myself, which was nice. And so it almost like it does encourage me say like the new moon, it encouraged me to clean and get organized. And the same with Sunday, but it does also encourage me to be like a little wild some days or to not be such a perfectionist. So I think that's good, but I don't think that I would be Mm -hmm. following it that closely. If it was like, don't see friends today, don't drive in a car, don't (laughs) travel. Like I'd be like, okay, well that's not going to happen. And so it was always things that like I could be adding to improve my life that really resonated with me. Yeah, I love that. I think it's kind of similar for me. I don't even know if I necessarily take away actions from reading my horoscope or at least on like the daily. Typically, I don't read it on the daily or I don't read it like and think about it intensely on the daily. Like I said, it's more on like maybe sometimes the weekly, but often the monthly time frame but 
I always pick out the themes, not mm. necessarily, you know, like the nitty gritty, yeah. like down to the details. It's just like the theme of this is career mm. and, you know, finding my passions and right. looking at things from a new perspective, setting an intention, like, you know, that's what I'm taking away. It's, there's so many words in my horoscope, but like, that's the theme of it. That's yeah. the takeaway. And like, that's the part that is resonating with me. Yeah. So I feel that's part of it too. I don't know. Kind of lost my train of thought while I was in the middle of talking, but <laughs> all this is say, yeah, taking away the theme. What I like about the Scorpio mystique one, and I don't know if she does this for know the Zodiac as well, mm. is she asks questions through it, yeah. which I like to take out as journal prompts every now and then. Mm. And even if I'm not like actually journaling it out it's just something I might sit there and think about like rather than just scrolling to the next post like I'll just stop and like think answer it like in my head Mm -hmm. if lots of thoughts are coming then I might open up like my notes app and start like writing down some some of those thoughts but it's just kind of those little prompts that just get me to dig a little bit deeper that I really really like yeah yeah I love that well and I feel like yeah you know, you can't, it would be like impossible, I feel like, to follow your horoscope to a T or at least especially for mine, like some of them kind of contradict each other too, but it's more so using it as a tool to figure out like what you want. Like if you're reading a list, sometimes like mine will list out like dance, journal, meet a friend, but if you're reading that list and something resonates with you, like that's your clue. Okay. This is what I should be doing. Yeah. And I think that's the key less of like, well, this said I have to journal. So I have to journal, even though that means I won't do my dishes, you know, like that's, I don't think how it should be interpreted. No, it's not like a to-do list. It's just, you know, an idea starter. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, I love this so much. I hope you guys also enjoyed this episode hopefully we can have, you know, a little bit more astrology pulse in here and there. It's not something we talk about too, too often. However, if you're looking for more astrology content, we did our first ever guest actually was an astrologer and she talked all about birth charts Mm -hmm. and how to interpret your birth chart and just like, you know, what all makes up a birth chart and whatnot. So go check that out. It was in season one, April of last year sometime, I think. So go find that and give it a listen if you want to know more. Um, But all of that being said, thank you again for listening. We drop a new episode every single Tuesday, so we will talk to you guys next week. You can also find us on social media at Our Golden Twenties. We're on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Pinterest. We have Spotify playlists. I think Tegan actually created one recently for full moons, new moons, all the moons. So (laughs) definitely check that out. Moon songs. Yes, go check it out. Um, and we're also on Patreon, which is the best way to support the podcast for as little as $2 a month. So that is that for this week. We will see you next Tuesday. Bye.